Good evening, folks. Welcome to the final Omni Bros live manga show of the year. Uh, I am joined by a couple of my favoriteest people. Uh, to the side over here, I have uh, Chief Hayafuru. Chief Hayafuru. English Physicals, Colleen. Uh, still, still petitioning for that. <laughs> and uh, below me, of course, the amazing uh, Geo oh, is shucks. still petitioning for an Inhumans omnibus. Um, we we are so happy to be here every time, and we've got a fun show today where we're going to talk about some of our favorite reads of 2022. Uh, and I. Personally, I'm just going to say I, I, it was storming out here in, in Houston, and I wasn't able to get out to my, my library, um, so I couldn't grab some of the stuff that I wanted to show, but I will be showing um, a couple of books that I had on hand that were some of my favorite pickups, uh, I guess recently, <laughs> recent pickups. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we'll be talking, giving like a few of our favorites, each of us, as we go through the night. Um, to start off the show, do y'all have anything that y'all would like to say? Anything you'd like to show? Anything you'd like to do before we get into the topic? Um, well, Here, I uh, have one thing. Yeah, go for it. I uh, oh no, <laughs> I framed my Natsume art print that my friend Maria Paula sent me. Yeah. I think she got it from Anime NYC, but yeah, it's so it's like super pretty, and nice. I finally framed it. Nowhere to put it yet, along with my Chihayafuru frame that's been sitting here for like the past however many months. But that's okay. the only thing I have. Gio, what do you have for us? Excuse me, I ain't got nothing. Uh, unfortunately, I had a box from uh, Right Stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, that got lost since the, uh, I think it was this time last month. And I waited and waited and filed a claim this week with uh, the route shipping insurance. Mm -hmm. and they were quick to act and they ordered a replacement. So now I'm waiting for right stuff to ship that eventually. Well, so that's what's been happening in my world. Hopefully the second one, because you told me about this last week, and it, it was already like two or three weeks since the tracking had updated, and I know how stressful that can be. So hopefully yeah. this second you know, replacement package can get to you soon. Maybe the original will even get to you, and then you'll have some duplicates that you can... No, I'm, I'm guessing somebody found it, ripped it open, saw it with a bunch of Blu-rays and books, and, and decided to sell them, or I don't know. Yeah. Fuck people, man. Um, well, what do I got? Uh, my I have an order that's also delayed. Like typically, it takes maybe three to five days for something to get to me from right stuff in Iowa to us over here. Jealous. And uh, it's been a couple weeks because it shipped like before I was out of town. And it's I mean it's the holidays, but it's not estimated to get in until Tuesday. So. I'm waiting because it, it I'm, I'm anticipating it because it has the last piece that I need for my, my Lupin collection. Like literally it, once I get that, I will have everything that discotheque has put out except for um, the F uh, Fuma conspiracy, which I'm just waiting on a Blu-ray reprint of that. Mm -hmm. um, 
but otherwise I have uh, no books to show. Fortunately, while my write stuff packages have been slow and delayed, uh, my stuff from in, uh, from InStockTrades.com has not been. And that is our sponsor, of course, the wonderful InStockTrades.com. I got a good uh, segue on that one, didn't I? That was great. Yep. Good okay. job. I'm proud of you. As always, we thank InStockTrades.com uh, for sponsoring the show. Uh, you can get your books, your comics, graphic novels, and much of the manga that we talk about is available on there for up to 50% off. Uh, you get a lot of the manga is going to be around 30 to 35% off, so a little bit better, actually, than the deals that you get on Right Stuff. Free shipping after $50 uh, within the U.S., and a loyalty discount of 2% is applied if you order again within eight days of your previous order. Uh, so what else? Fabulous packaging, fabulous customer service. That's InStockTrades.com. Oh, you did a little Jess thing at the end. Yeah, and then if Jess was here, he'd, he'd jaw harp it a little bit. It's going to thing, but I don't know where my jaw harp is right now. <laughs> uh, also, uh, shout out to the winner of the gift card last Monday. So that was great. Hey. Uh, and if you guys are interested, uh, we'll do another gift card giveaway at the end of January 2023. So you get 12 chances to win a gift card next year. Shout out to IST for uh, hooking it up. Um, I got a couple of non-book things, though. I I showed y'all one of them before the show. Uh, my most recent prints from Waffalo, who is the artist of all the stuff behind me. Uh, so I got the Cross Guild. Nice. Right where Tomie is, and then I'm gonna have a third row underneath. Um, things are gonna get moved around though pretty soon, but I've, I'll have a third row. Here is uh, two of the uh, you know Yonko, Kaido, and here is uh, King and Queen. Wait, and, wait, show that again. What's yeah. happening in that one? Uh, okay, okay, gotcha. And then Zolo and uh, Sanji. Nice. So three of these horizontal prints that obviously go well together because everything's on fire. Um, those will, I need to go get some frames uh, from Targets where I've been getting those and they've been working really well. And then I'll create a third row so that I can have basically like everything. Um, I... And so I told Gio that I have a shirt that a shirt on that he's going to be jealous of. I think he might. Is anybody going to super chat to show the shirt? You're saying, um, I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm going to show it this. I, my, my fam, no one in my family ever gets me anything like geeky or weeby or nerdy or whatever for Christmas or yeah. birthday, like very rarely. Uh, Cause a, they're like, no. And B they're all like, you're too hard to shop for. Cause you have everything. Um, I, t I literally, I told my my family, like, I don't know, you can get me Pokemon cards because they're random. And I just got a resounding no. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I got a few shirts from Uniqlo. And Ooh. this yeah, is the This is the Geo shirt. This is... Yo, that's sick. Hold on. I know, dude. I, I was like, this is a Geo shirt. Hell yeah, brother. Gasha Dokuro. So they have a few uh, for like a uh, theme, like there was a theme and they had like a few different shirts, but, but this one was the, the coolest one of those. So 
If anybody exciting. knows me from TikTok, that's my icon on yep. TikTok. I love the Gasha Dokuro. That's excited. one of my favorite yokai. Very excited to, to have uh, should have known. Should have known it was yokai related. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I jealous. didn't guess it. I am jealous. Well, hopefully, maybe they have it online or something and you can get one because it's a really great, like, really nicely put together shirt, nice material. I want to get, since we're going into this tangent, I want to get um, at a, a shirt of Amabie. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Um, he's a yokai that's like a mermaid, and it's more like a good luck charm against diseases and uh, evil stuff or whatever. But uh, she's super weird and gnarly, and I'd love that yokai as well. Um, okay, yeah. so with that, um, I think we can we can get started. Who would like to go first, talking about some of our favorite reads of 2022? Uh, I'll I can go first. Real quick. I have my things right here. Okay, wonderful. I'll do one. Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I will start with Kowloon Generic Romance. Um, this nice. is a Seinen series that just came out, what, like, July-ish? But, yeah. um, yeah, really good series. It's from the author of After the Rain, which I haven't read it yet, but I've heard a lot of people really like that one as well. But, uh, this one's kind of like a sci-fi mystery romance series. Uh, super intriguing, and it, like it's kind of confusing at first, but it's like the kind of confusing where you're like, oh, what is this? Where, where is this going? I'm, I don't really understand what's happening. And then like once you start to get to know the characters more and kind of understand what's happening in the world, things start to make a little sense. But uh, because it's sci-fi, you know, everything gets confusing still. <laughs> but it's a, it's a really good story. I really like the characters. And uh, I had no idea what that Kowloon was a real place. So finding out about that and the history of Kowloon was really cool just from yeah. having read this series. So really good series. Art is really pretty. And yeah. I didn't know it was sci-fi. Or... I was going to choose that one as well um, and opted out whenever Colleen said that they were choosing it. And I think that it's like everything you said, plus going into it, like knowing as little as possible is like the best move. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, anytime I recommended this before um, the manga had came out, I would just say, don't look it up. Just, yeah. just read it. Like it, it's definitely one of those series where it just, it's best to go in just completely blind because it's more mm -hmm. fun that way. Nice not expecting anything yeah because it, it is it's very mysterious like the way things unfold like it kind of starts off seeming very normal like yeah very typical and uh i mean generic and then like as it goes forward and you're just like oh okay cool like the characters whatever like the way that they interact is all good the artwork is great the, the environment is fantastic i think that's one of the big highlights of the artwork in that series is like the i don't know the artist's name offhand but but they 
are fantastic with like not just character work but like the environments the backgrounds the settings and stuff um fucking like watermelon in the first volume <laughs> made me so hungry hold on i'll see if i can find some of the environment shots because yeah. or art because they're really pretty but i i also highly recommend that i, I mean even watch. just the the opening page like that's all the apartment buildings mm -hmm. that like are around her apartment and the words kind of like cut through it but um i don't know if there's there's one shot that i really like i keep saying shot as if this is like film <laughs> i mean go ahead uh, yeah i mean i i think that it's fair to speak about sequential literature and stuff in the same way like it's it's a it's a cinematic experience it, when it's when it's great like it should feel like a cinematic experience here it's kind of the the watermelon that you were talking about but the the part where they're next to the um the aquarium in that restaurant that they go to yeah the aquarium just looks so pretty and the way it's like shaded and everything it just it looks so pretty yeah, I, I love the art in this series. It's definitely one of the highlights, along with everything else, too. And Volume 2 just came out. I haven't read it yet, but I'm so excited. It's I have it sitting over here, ready to go. Yeah, I, I need to it. unwrap it. <laughs> um, Gio, did you want to go next? Uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, wait, hold on. Before I make a fool of myself, let me read something here from the book. Um, I'm trying to figure out if this came out in, uh, 2022. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Hold on. I'll do, I'll do mine in the meantime. Um, so I, this came out around the same time that Kowloon volume one did. And I don't have volume one on me. Cause like I said, I couldn't get out to my, uh, my library, uh, today, but, uh, cause it's storming, but I got, uh, one series that I feel like went under a lot of people's radars this year was the tales of the kingdom um the first hardcover came out like i said around the same time that kowloon volume one did and it was one of the just most beautifully produced books that i had picked up in a while um yen press i think this year really outdid themselves like um and i'm not just saying this because they're nice and send me stuff but like they have put out so many good series um that I like either was never familiar with or that like, you know, they were putting out stuff that looked kind of interesting. A lot of the stuff I had no idea about beforehand, but like once they put them out, I was like checking these things out. And thankfully I am kind of checking a lot of new things out every month. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. And I'm fortunate they are sending me a lot of their volume ones, but this was before they did that. But anyway, so this caught my eye because the illustrations were so beautiful. The uh, description of the, the story was beautiful and I was very interested. So I picked it up, read it and immediately fell for it. Um, now the thing, Tales of the Kingdom is like a fantasy kind of anthology-esque type of thing where the stories are all separate from one another, um, where you are following different characters within this fictional kingdom. And the first volume, I think, had two separate stories in it. I don't know how many stories the second one has, but the artwork is just amazing. 
Um, specifically in the first one, like a good third of the artwork is full color. And I wish that I was able to go grab that volume before, um, before the show today. So I could show that off, but, um, I'm not going to look, I don't want to spoil myself on anything in volume two, but just, you can see that this is about the same quality of art with the color and all that, that was inside of the first volume, um, just with different characters and stuff like that. So just beautifully illustrated uh and the the book itself the presentation of the volume is incredible it's a hardcover uh plain underneath the dust jacket but but it's it's very well put together really nice presentation on yen press's part and that's a that goes a long way for me and i know for a lot of other people who collect physical books is like the the physical the physical presentation has to be up to snuff as well and this is definitely there. So if you dig like fantasy type stuff um, and it, the idea of like anthologies that kind of fill out a world, like rather than having just a singular tale happen in there, you get a lot of stuff that are kind of filling out the world. This is something that you really shouldn't miss. Volume two just came out like last month. So there's not much to have to catch up on if you haven't tried it out just yet i would highly recommend it um and there is a parental advisory so be careful if you check it out it's a uh, rated mature for lnsv all right geo you ready yeah sure um so um one of my favorite reads and it's not complete i, I haven't finished the story because i only have the first two volumes uh volume three comes out soon i'm, I'm not too sure but I picked um, The Tunnel to Summer, The Exit of Goodbyes, Ultramarine. It's a ridiculously long title, but I like the story so far. Uh, you're following the character of Kaoru. He's heard a rumor that the, what was it called? The Urashima Tunnel in the town that he lives in is said to be, um, uh, what, what do they call it? Like, if you go through it, your heart's desire will be fulfilled. However, you will lose uh, years off your life as a result. And it's sort of like an urban legend, and the kids don't want to go through it. And something happens that uh, the character does venture into the tunnel, and he starts uh, experiencing some really weird things in it. It's a modern story, but there's hints of supernatural stuff or maybe, like, ghost stories or something. And it's unlike what you might think. It turns out to be more science based than paranormal. And the story so far is about him in this town experiencing that, but also dealing with um, his dysfunctional family. Uh, parents are split up because of something that happened in the past, something tragic. And now he's also balancing school life and there are some bullies at school and some things that happen with a with another uh, character. And eventually this girl shows up. I believe her name is um, Anzu. And she is also trying to explore the tunnel. And the two of them are going to pair up to dissect what's happening and, and all that fun stuff. But I really enjoy the art. It's very distinct compared to what I've read this year. I love the character expressions here. It's almost a very uh, 
anime-ish, if you will, not manga. Like, I could see this as an animated movie uh, with the way they're talking and behaving. Here's the cover for Volume 2. And I think it's going to be four volumes total. And it got a movie adaptation, and a, a live-action adaptation, and an anime movie adaptation. Uh, so, yeah, people are excited for this, myself included. And you can see some oh, so not yet, but it, it is coming. It's uh, I thought it was either this year or next year, something like oh, that. Got it. Yeah. So if you want something that's sci-fi, a little bit spooky, uh, maybe uh, check it out. Again, I can't tell you if it ends well or not because this is the first time I'm reading it. But here is uh, The Tunnel to Summer, The Exit of Goodbye, Ultramarine. I don't know why this title had to be so long, but it is. Also, hey, the spines are pretty cool if you are uh, if you like book spines. And this is smaller than a regular release for Seven Seas. Smaller trim size. At least it's not as long as some of those like light novel adaptations that we've been. All the isekai adaptations. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have some to talk about in the next week when we go over new releases. Yeah. That's going to be wild. Um, so, yeah, I'll come back to this and eventually do a full review of it. Pretty cool. A quick PSA. Um, I don't know if, if N-Man is in the chat right now, but if you haven't seen Yu Yu Hakusho is again in print, so if you haven't already moved on it, uh, go to Write Stuff and get them. Uh, shout out to Rodimus Prime, a uh, regular viewer of the Monday and Wednesday shows, dropping in by and leaving, dropping by, sorry, and leaving a like to support the manga lovers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I actually really hate manga. Oh, shit. <laughs> there you go. That's the show, everybody. Oh, happy, happy 2023. I just burned the books behind me. <laughs> it's like Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Manga fans hate manga. Baz reads books. OMG, oh, no. I read the brother manga from last time Colleen was here, and I understand why it was part of the <laughs> WTF list now. But, but did you read the one with the fucking splice monster in it? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Looks manga like I was winning all around. Yeah. Okay. Tales of the Kingdom does touch on some not super comfy themes as a heads up. Volume 1 definitely had some incest vibes. What the hell? What are you reading? I said, I said that it's it's rated M for explicit for LNSV. So like, an I. Put an I in there. LNSV. Oh, I, think that's I didn't catch up on that. Okay. Four letters. Um, yo, I'm I'm still recommending it. I, don't, <laughs> I recommend uh, freaking fire punch and that had everything in it like that was like uh incest cannibalism uh poop. you name it like literally i think everything happened in there because it was like fujimoto let's do everything like to to kind of shock the audience yeah it, it was, his, yeah. his like anti-edge edgelord stuff because he's like you know so many people do a bunch of edgelord stuff and i'm gonna do my own but i'm just gonna do everything to make it to the extreme um colleen what what is your your next choice 
my next one is called Kiss with a Cat. It's a digital only from Kodansha, and hopefully, maybe one day, <laughs> we'll get physicals of that one. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a really funny, cute uh, high school romance series about this girl who's like, she seems like she's too cool for school, but really, she's super obsessed with cats, and like, she'll, she'll go crazy if she sees a cat, because she loves them so much. And uh, one day a cat shows up in her yard and she saves it from some birds. So uh, she takes it inside and like gives it a bath and everything. And then she kisses it and it turns into her classmate and he's just butt naked. <laughs> so this is like, this is like Modi King in some shape or form. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just kind of like... Look at that. A, a really, really goofy, goofy series that I love. It makes me laugh out loud every single volume. I love this series so much. Nice. Yeah. and I, uh, I like volume, the expressions on the cat. It's super cute. The cat is adorable. Like, he's very cat-like. And then I also really like how out of cat mode when he's a guy, he still like acts kind of like a cat. <laughs> um, and one of the things that's really funny that gets mentioned later is the girl's like, so are you a cat or are you a human? Like wh which mode is like what you actually are? And they have to be like, no, I I'm a dude. I just turned into a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Like cat laying there, that that's how my cat lays. So great cat content in this one, but also great romance. Nice. <laughs> I like to say it's fruits basket without the trauma. So uh, um, yeah, Sounds how many right. how many digital volumes are there of this one right now? Uh, I think volume four was the last one, and so we only have two more volumes until it's over mm. in English, oh. which sucks. All of my favorite romance shoujo or ending maybe since it's short it might get a physical i hope so i would love to own this one what if they uh, do a foreign one that'd be that'd be pretty cool that i would i would be happy with that too you know well, if it's if it's a if it's is it six volumes total oh it is six so, it could oh, be so it's two, maybe two, three in ones three in ones yeah or three two in ones or maybe like uh uh, or one one in ones, and then four, we have six <laughs> A four in one plus a two in one. A five or in a six one. in one, and call it the Kissology <laughs> Omnibus something. The colossal kiss with a cat. The cat to see. <laughs> We've taken it too far. <laughs> I'm I'm curious um, now. Since since you had at least one person read one of your recommendations last week, or or one of your WTFs, I don't know if we call them recommendations. I'm curious if anyone went out to watch the movie that I talked about. I think you scared everyone away, honestly. Probably. I, it's probably good that I saved it for last because then like it didn't give them room to if I if I gave that one like early in the show, then everyone would be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't want anything about like popsicles and this is too being, much pooping, pooping hookers and stuff that's a oh very seductive God. look for that cat 
in that panel. <laughs> what? What's happening? Yeah, it's super cute. I dig it. It's a fun premise. I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, Gio, let me know how much you love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for anything. I'll read it. Yeah. I feel like you couldn't do a kiss with a dog because dogs are so like I don't know like presence wise not very uh seductive i guess would be the word like what so you you want the cat for <laughs> i'm saying like because if he's looking at her and stuff as a cat and you're supposed to get that idea of like he's you know feeling something he's just being a cat hey now but, but dogs are just like goofy well i don't want to spoil it but is there maybe a dog something happens Maybe something shows up later in the series. He's got that dog in him. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my, God. Oh, my, <laughs> my, uh, my next one is another Yen press release. Um, and I don't have the book on me right now, but it was one from a couple months ago. And that is Coffee Moon. Um, hey, Coffee Moon. Nice. Yes. We were both excited. Gio was the first person that was like excited about this. And when I read that first volume, I couldn't put it down. Um, it was one that uh, one of the volume ones that Yen Press sent me uh, so that I could talk about it in my video. And usually I try to read at least the first chapter, maybe two chapters, so that I can kind of give a little bit of an opinion uh, of it because I don't have enough time to like read everything before the video goes up. But um, I couldn't put it down. And I read through the entire book like as soon as I finished that first chapter, I was like, I was about to put it down to grab the next book in the stack. And I was like, no, I, I can't. Like, I have to keep going. I have to keep... It was so just fun. It was so good. It was so interesting. It's very intriguing. Um, Coffee Moon is, uh, there's a girl who has, uh, it's basically the same re recurring day trope that you get from stuff like Groundhog Day or happy death day i think we gave a few examples the last time i talked about it excuse me um where she's living the same day over and over and over again but our main character the girl on the cover she's kind of just slipped into the pattern of it and doesn't really care like she's just living her life the way that it is but we have another character um that is all of a sudden thrown into this uh this loop this this recurring day loop with the main character and she is like what the hell's going on and she kind of wants to get out of it but she notices that the main character the secondary character notices that the main character um is also stuck in this loop and so she starts talking to her and she's like you know how long have you been in this loop and the main character tells her that she's been in it for like a thousand and thirty one days or something like that so she's not like she's just been in it and so there's like that kind of makes it very different from any of these other types of movies or media where they have recurring days because in everything else, like, you know, Russian doll is a good one. Um, they're trying to get out of it and she's just kind of slipped into it and goes along with the pattern and is fine with it. And that made this stand out as being a little bit different and really interesting to me. The, it's like the mystery of it is all in these types of things. It's the mystery of it. Like, how did you get into it? How do you get out of it? That is the most intriguing part um 
of course, and this is just the beginning, so we don't know like what's going on here, but there's you know little interesting things that are popping up just within the first volume. Um, but one of my favorite things about it is the art style is so moody and dramatic, like just like the cover is. Um, you can kind of see is is like very bleak looking, very dark. It has a lot of contrast in the the artwork between the blacks and whites and stuff. I think it uses the fact that it's in in grayscale really well. Um, it's just a very intriguing read. I think that it's one of my favorite self-contained just first volumes that we've had this year. And this is another example of, like I was saying, Yen Press is really kicked it out of the, kicking it out of the park, hitting it out of the park this this year with a bunch of these new releases that I'd never heard of. And then trying them out because they seem intriguing to me, I wind up really, really loving them. Um, so if you haven't tried out Coffee Moon Volume 1 yet, I highly recommend it. Now I'm, I'm curious when Volume 2 is going to hit because uh, I don't. I think it's it. like March or April. Let me verify that for us. Uh, March 21st. So we still have a few months until yeah. that comes out. So unfortunately, we have to be a little bit patient with Coffee Moon. Uh, and it's been running since January of 2020 in the Dengeki Mao magazine. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly how many volumes it has at this time in Japan, but I'm guessing not that many if they're putting it out once every like four months or something. But volume one was a great, great time. I highly recommend it. By Mochito Bota. Mochito Bota. That's a very Mexican sounding manga. Game. Right? The right. Uh, premise sounds a little bit like Palm Springs, if you've ever seen that. I feel like you said that before. Oh, really? I think you did. Like you asked if, if I had seen it and I'm like, yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, because, I mean, it's kind of that same sort of thing where he's just been stuck there for so long that he gives up. <laughs> he's just yeah. hanging out. So it's yeah. that same sort of. Which, like, I understand. Like, if, if you can't figure out how to get yourself out of that kind of situation, like, eventually you just kind of go with it. Yeah. Like, in Groundhog Day, like, eventually, like, he just like goes out and just kills himself like immediately in like whatever ways he can. Like he just steps into traffic, drops the toaster in the, cause he doesn't know what to do. He's like, whatever, I'll just screw everything up. Yeah. Oh, Bill Murray. Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. All right. So coffee moon was great. Gio, what do you have for us next? I don't have it physically right here. Uh, it's somewhere on the shelf and I'm lazy and I didn't get it. Sorry. How but I wanted you? to talk about, uh, one of my favorite experiences of 2022 was with uh, Dinosaur Sanctuary. I am a huge fan of dinosaurs. And when I when we first saw the solicit on this freaking show, I don't know when that was, but I fell in love with the premise and I was all on board. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, essentially, dinosaurs are still alive and they discovered them back in the late 40s. And they've been breeding them, and now they're um, they're still around, and they've made zoos and exhibits and all that stuff. And we follow this young girl. She is going to work for the first time at one of these uh, zoos that's, like, uh, close to being shut down. 
and uh, it's it's a slice of life book with dinosaurs. And but what's really cool to me, what I really love, is that is super accurate to what we right now as of 2022 think of dinosaurs and our scientific studies and all that stuff. And I love, and I've mentioned it on my channel. I love the contrast between the realistic looking dinosaurs and the anime manga characters. And uh, yeah, so if you like Slice of Life, and if you love dinosaurs, you got to check it out. Plus, they dedicate a whole chapter to the Dilophosaurus, which is my favorite dinosaur of all time. And I was so happy about that. I, I love this series. It's so relaxing and so much fun. I'm mad that we still have to wait uh, for like three more months for a new volume. But I'm looking forward to it. Can, can you get the the splash page of the dino at the last uh, the beginning of the last chapter I think I want to highlight that because it looks pretty awesome was it uh, this one hey, yeah that's my favorite hold on look at that that's so cool love it I have been fascinating with been fascinated with that dinosaur. Uh, ever since I learned about it and watched the uh, Jurassic Park movie in theaters back in the 90s. So Wait, that's one of my picks. What, what dinosaur was that in Jurassic Park? Dilophosaurus with the crest. He spits venom. Oh, okay. Realistically, they never had a crest. But everything else is pretty accurate in the movie. Or the venom. I, I don't think they spit venom. But it's cool in the movie. <laughs> I don't care, because the whole point of Jurassic Park is that they're mutations based on dinosaurs, and, and they don't have to be scientifically accurate, and it's still an awesome movie. Anyways. Maybe we've talked about this before, because I, I vaguely remember that same conversation happening where we were, where <laughs> someone was like, but it's okay, because they're not actually like just dinosaurs. They're also... Yeah, they, they were the sequence was completed from the frogs, so it yeah. makes sense that they're like aberrations mixed with uh, amphibian DNA. Um, I think I remember a very like '90s toy playset of the uh, the Dilophosaurus or whatever, like where it would like spring up and spit at Wayne Knight, like action. You get like a Wayne Knight action figure, like a yeah. new yeah. figure, and it just like. Pfft, like I remember out. that. I, I didn't have it, but I remember seeing it in source. Newman. Hopefully next year I'll be able to finish buying Not So Sweet Boys. Really love the first volume. I haven't Ooh. read that one yet. I don't know what Not So Sweet Boys is, but... I'm a salty boy. <laughs> uh, it's a Kodansha series. I read... Um... Love and Focus from the same mangaka, and I just haven't picked up any of their works since reading that one because a lot of them are really short. And I feel like with like shorter high school romance series like that, it's harder to get invested in them. So I was just like, eh. Uh, but the other one is like that. No, hold on. Yeah, like that wolf boy is mine, I think is another one. And then their recent one is one that like, a lot of shoujo fans on Twitter were like, what is this? Excuse me, because it was the, Riley, you'll remember this, but she's the one who's making the love triangle with the childhood friend and the brother. 
Wait, what? This is the same mangaka that's doing that love triangle with the childhood friend and her brother. I, okay, I think I do remember that briefly because yeah. I had a sudden like WTF reaction. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, what? So it's just like, oh, you went to that. Okay. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, which, uh, what, what, what's the next pick? Oh, um, so my last one, or we're only doing three, right? So this would be my last one. Uh, however many you like. You could do <laughs> I'll 20. Just say right? my, I'll just say my next one for now, yeah. and then we'll see where it goes from there. It's yes. called Burn the House Down. Uh, this is another digital only from Kodansha because Kodansha hates me where everything I love is in digital. <laughs> this is like, this is... This I love the name. Sleeper. I love the name of this manga. What's, yeah. What's this about? This was a sleeper series for me. I had like seen that they picked it up for release and I, I don't know why, but I was just like, eh, whatever. I don't really care. But I started reading it earlier this month and it is so hard to put down because it's one of those just like thriller mystery drama series that are it's so engaging and every like twist and turn is super compelling and like you just want to keep reading it um so it's about this uh girl 25 year old girl who is a housekeeper for this like kind of influencer housewife and so we don't really know what's going on between them just like right at the beginning, but we start to figure out that the housewife is actually her father's new wife after her mom uh, accidentally set their house on fire and then kind of went crazy and got amnesia and is now in the hospital. Whoa. However, the daughter doesn't believe that the mom actually did it. She believes that the housewife is the one who did it. So she's infiltrating as someone else, uh, as the housekeeper, to see if she can find any clues that the housewife is the culprit for having started the fire. Is this safe for work, by the way? Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. What did you say? Okay. Is this safe for work? Can I scroll through this? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I took a gamble with a cat one. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, I just I just realized because uh, they're older characters. I'm like, if there are sexy sins in this, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, there's there's not really even romance in this okay, one or anything like that, that. So it should be Continue. good. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I would liken this one to to like Parasite, basically, the movie um, yeah. by Bong Joon-ho, because it's got that, it's got that similar uh, dynamic of like class power and uh, kind of talking about the dynamics of uh, someone class being- Social that. Yeah, social class. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> Just like the class dynamics of like someone being from a yeah. rich family and someone being not as well off and just how that would play into friendships and all that. It, it's a really, really good series. 
the mystery is great the like the art is yeah like i'm sure you can kind of tell it's not like anything that's super nice to look at or anything but i think it works really well for this series because it really builds the tension um and there's just some scenes with the uh the housewife that like look like they'd be straight out of a horror movie nice but, sounds yeah. awesome yeah really great series highly recommend when i'm seeing here the recent volume was volume six i think volume seven just came out like wow. two days ago and I believe there's nine in total. Wow. Nice. You said Parasite, and I thought you meant, like, the manga Parasite. And I was like, huh? <laughs> well, so someone someone also thought I meant Parasite, the manga, the other day. Which is why I was like, the movie by Manjuno. <laughs> yeah, that's immediately when you said, I, I chuckled because I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Because <laughs> I, like... If you spelt like if you typed it and I saw you said parasite, I would not assume the manga because the manga is spelled with a Y. But when you say it, it's not like you know phonetically it's different. So I just just I was like, wait a second, huh? <laughs> the alien invasion series? What are you talking about? Parasite, the home invasion series. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I just think they're very similar, and I think anyone who likes parasite would like love this manga. What do you think the chances are of getting a, a physical release for this one? Zero. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm like pretty positive this one is not popular enough to get any sort of physical release. If they did, that'd be cool. But I just have to be content with digital for this one, I think. You never know with Kadansha. And I think like if it's a shorter series, there's, it's more likely like these drama type ones. Yeah. Um, I just looked and it's it's eight volumes. So oh, it's, it's, eight. It's, it's not like very long. And if they did it the same way as just off the top of my head, other dramas like Sensei's Pious Lie or Sequatera, they might do, they could do two in ones, four volume release, just get it out there. And I, I think that that would be a good strategy to release it. I don't think it's impossible. Like if it was super duper long, sure. Like that that the the chance would be lower. But I don't I'm know. I'm actually surprised they did a physical release for something's wrong with us. That one I'm surprised by. I have that in the other room right now. Yeah, it's like sixteen volumes long, plus there's a spinoff going on right now, and I don't know. I think there's gonna be nineteen in total if they do the the spinoff as well so that just surprises me i wonder if it's just because kitchen princess is like does well for them and it's the same mangaka but that's not the same audience <laughs> so wow <laughs> um i i bought that like a couple weeks ago because steph was like you have to buy it like it was on sale on yeah Amazon. she's just like you have to get that one buy that one now i was like okay okay it's really good. Like, I really like it, so I'm glad it does have physicals, but I'm just surprised by that one. James, I'm surprised. Uh, there's not a company like Limited Run that can print them, uh, that can print the type of manga, like one print run only. Uh, that'd be fun, but uh, the third-party market would go insane, asking ridiculous prices for those books. 
if, if you go by limited run games uh, standard, I could see them like flipping those books and asking like three times its worth later on. I I think one of the, the things is possibly license costs are so high for like um, for manga. And I, I don't know. I don't work in either of the industries, so I don't know how much licenses are for games compared to what they are for manga. But I think that might be part of it is just like it the the size of the print run that they would have to do to recoup is not very limited essentially so like they'd just be putting a ton of money into something uh that might that might be a big factor of it mm -hmm. if i was to guess um something i i mentioned yu yu Hakusho reprints i'm throwing that out again yu yu Hakusho reprints are up for a lot <laughs> of series is on right stuff i don't want certain people to miss out again uh, slam dunk as well and one that i moved on something that i didn't yet have was astro boy um all seven volumes of astro boy from dark horse are you got all seven they got them all out there so i got them all nice okay that was the, cool. that was the big thing that i was missing for for tezuka and there's still some other stuff that i'm missing and the the harsh thing about tezuka in english is it's hard to kind of figure out everything that he's put like that's been published of his in English because a lot of it is like short stories and compilation volumes that were put out by uh, digital manga publishing and they are kind of print on demand um, with their stuff. So it's I don't know. They don't have like a solid catalog because I swear every time I turn around, there's another Tezuka book that I didn't know existed in English. And I'm like, OK, what so many. Yeah. And it's hard to cross-reference because if you go onto his, like, Wikipedia, just, you know, for instance, he has such a long list of, like, all his stories because a lot of them are just short stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, my final pick, uh, or my next pick, depending on what we decide to do, um, I have one more. I, I have something that I do have here, but it was more like um, a thing, not really a story. But then the the story is one that that Colleen knows that I loved when I read the first volume, and I fell for it and the characters in a way that I hadn't fallen for another one, and that's uh, in the clear moonlit dusk. Um, I don't have it with me, so Geo, if you wouldn't oh, mind, here I got it. I got it. One sec, I okay. got you. <laughs> um, in the clear moonlit dusk, the first volume came out I think a month ago. Uh, from Kadansha, and it is a hey, there we go. A shojo romance about a uh, it's shojo, right? Not not Jose. Yeah. Okay. So There's a shojo romance about a, a young girl in high school who is more like quote masculine in appearance. Like she has shorter hair. She's uh, you know kind of slender. Doesn't have like a very feminine build to her body. Her voice is apparently a little huskier than, than most of the girls um, in their class and stuff. And so they call her a prince. Um, the, the girls in the class, uh, you know, at the first appear, like the first time you see her in the manga is someone like, oh, that's a really hot guy. And then like they're on the train or whatever and someone moves and you see that she's wearing like a girl's uniform. They're like, wait, that's a girl? Like that kind of thing. And because of this, like, she's never had any guys flirt with her. And um, this dude, 
homeboy in the picture with the white hair, um, he starts to flirt with her and take an interest in her. And he's the first guy to ever do so, but he's also like super duper popular. So like, it's it's giving kind of a different um you know people are kind of looking at everything differently now because there's this like super popular dude prince in his own right who's going after this girl who's not traditionally feminine by everyone else's standards and it's so good she's such a just sweetheart of a character and i absolutely adore her and i think that she is amazing like if i went to school with this girl like she would have been my crush like if I was in high school, like I would have. So like I got so angry while reading this book because I was like, I do not understand how like the the guys in her class don't think she's a total babe because I would have if I were in high school with her. Like I knew uh, a girl in college that looked just like her, and I was like, damn. <laughs> um, anyway, I uh, I I just I adore it because then the guy comes in and he's like so sweet to her like he's so kind and so sweet to her and she hasn't experienced that kind of thing for anyone like no guy has ever flirted with her and so she's not used to it but he's like so genuine he's like yeah i you know i like you and they start you know kind of going out and stuff and it's very simple like the plot and stuff but just the interactions with the characters are so genuine i i just i love her character he's great to her but like i'm so apprehensive because of the way that drama is in any sort of medium that like i am prepared that for him to fucking break her heart and i'm gonna fucking break his face if he does like I, I i love the first volume i've recommended it to so many people like this is one of my if, if you are not averse to high school romance this is like probably my favorite shoujo romance that i've I, honestly my favorite shoujo that i started reading this year is this one um i've never felt this protective of a character before so now like i have that in common with everyone else like all the 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 hojos if you will who have been recommending me all these different things because like now i have this character that i'm super defensive over and it's incredible i love it if, if you haven't checked it out i highly recommend it again if you are not averse to high school romance series um this is fantastic pick up the first volume try it out check it out it's a lot of fun the characters are great hopefully you will get defensive over her as well uh, if you're not, then we were gonna we're gonna have problems in the future, basically. Nice. The so. artwork in this one, uh, like it, it's very quintessential Mika Yamamori artwork because it, it doesn't change much. I did you did you read volume one of Subaki Cho Lonely Planet? No, because you told me not to. Okay, I didn't know if you got it still and you read it or whatever, but um. The artwork and and that one is like kind of like halfway to where it is here. So it's just really cool seeing um, Daytime Shooting Star, which was the first one we got in English to Subaki Cho to this one, because this is definitely her best artwork yet. I think character design wise, this is her best uh, character work as well. It. I know that uh, something that a lot of people who don't read or watch a lot of shoujo media, um, like that they're not really fans of is the way that some characters do get drawn. And I think that this series, the characters are not drawn in an exaggerated way at all. Like that might match what people think of when they think of shoujo, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even for series like Sailor Moon or Cardcaptor Sakura, like 
they're very like angular, very wide eyed, sparkly. And in here, it, it's a lot more human, like a lot mm. more just realism behind them. And you do see a lot of those tropes like uh, throughout the, the preview pages that Gio was showing um, with the, the kind of sparkles on the panels and stuff and the atmospheric uh, sensibilities of the panels instead of it being like, uh, you know, more closed off like, uh, like you would get from Shonen and stuff. But it's it's not a, a style like I'm not trying to say anything in a, in a dissenting way, but it's a style that I think would be more approachable to those who have not. Uh, it's more mature. It's what? more mature than like a like a because so you said Sailor Moon and and Card Captors and both of those series ran in. Think it was ribbon and nakayoshi and both of those magazines like are geared more towards the younger girls so the the art is a lot more cutesy and like yeah. young girly but um in the clear moonlit dusk was published in dessert which is more it leans more to like late teens early 20s mm -hmm. so a lot of the series in the magazine just look more mature they don't look as like super girly as the younger ones do so that's that's probably what you're getting from this yeah it's, it's like a sign of affection i would say is in the same way in the same vein just coming from the perspective of someone who like you know i i know how like the bronen crowd looks at stuff i know also like what the turnoffs are and I don't think that this has a lot of those as far as like stylized, the stylistic things go. Because I mean, you, you've you seen and been upset about commentary about how the characters in Skip Beat look. And it like doesn't have that exact <laughs> angular features for like the characters and stuff. It's more realistic yeah. uh, proportions. I didn't want to bring anything into it like that, but I to like make my point. No, you're fine. I, I get it. Like her art style is is um kind of like that midway between like realism and and manga art. It's I just think. Cool. I, I think it's such a just good first volume. I cannot wait to read more. Um so it's not as heavily stylized is what you're getting at. Yeah. Okay. How many books are out? So right uh, now, physical? there are five in japan yeah and yeah so volume one was released uh physically last month at the end of november uh and it's every other month so volume two will come out uh this month january or this coming month uh volume three in march and then they haven't solicited volume four yet but at this rate you could assume it'll come out in uh may actually the uh, a release Oh, we're caught up. The release date for for Volume Four in Japan is no, never mind. That's May twenty twenty two. We're going to twenty twenty three. I'm like in that that fugue state or whatever. Like, but at the end of one year and the beginning of the next one. And the covers only get better. I think it's, I think it's Volume Three. No, maybe it's Volume Two. Yeah, volume two. Oh my god, that cover. 
it's to die for. <laughs> <laughs> it is just so pretty. There's volume two and volume three. I can't cool. wait. I'm I'm so excited to. I love that you love this one so much. Like <laughs> out of out of all the shoujo romances, I don't think I would have said that this one would be the one that you would love as much as you do. So. Well, what what would you have thought? I don't know. I mean, like, I would say typically for most guys, a sign of affection is, like, one that they really fall for, okay. for getting into, like, shoujo romance. But, I don't know, maybe Lovesick Ellie, too. I don't know if you started reading that one. Um, we'll see what happens when I keep reading more stuff, but this one just had, I don't know, it just had something to it. That certain je ne sais quoi, as they'd say. Oh, je ne sais quoi. Nice. Uh, well, um, I'm going to break all of that and give you something out of left field. Um, my final one for tonight is, uh, and I, I I was going to feature another book, but it actually came out in 2021. Oh, no. I can talk about it, but <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, the one, I'm, let me share my screen here. This only has seven chapters, but I thought it was a pretty cool read. For 2022 and uh from shonen jump i really enjoyed uh or i am really enjoying the chino safe family's deadly sins so this is a very unorthodox manga for the magazine in my opinion but i like it i, I like that it's different you have a family there and they all have amnesia they don't remember who they are. They don't even remember that they're family. Somehow they're able to start piecing things together and it's all, um, there's twist after twist and it's unlike anything you might be expecting. There are really dark undertones to these characters and they might be involved in some shady uh, business. I'll just say that much. But it's got a really unique art style. It's, it's pretty different. In, in my opinion, for uh, Shonen Jump, uh, for what a lot of people think of Shonen Jump. And I like uh, that it went that route. And again, it's only seven chapters. They don't have a physical edition yet. Uh, I don't think in Japan either. Uh, but I do I do recommend it. It's a, it's, it's fun, it's quirky, and it's uh, different. Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins. I can show you some of the art. I feel That's like it. it just came out, so it's crazy that it already has seven chapters. I'm so unused to, like, weekly releases. <laughs> yeah. I like how stylized these characters are. They're, like, a cross between realistic and almost turning into chibi characters. But, yeah, they got, they got some secrets. And uh, as you can see in this panel right here, uh, the, when they finally return home after being in the hospital, uh, they're all expecting like, oh, uh, I bet once we get home, our life, uh, we're, we're going to get this flash of remembering who we are and all that stuff. And all the rooms are super twisted up. And uh, for the main kid, his room is uh, just all that is graffiti saying die, die, die all over again. Um, so, yeah. That's rude. 
So I like that you're expecting them to um, you're expecting them to be like this cookie cut clean family, and uh, nope, mm-hmm. look at that mess. They're a bunch of hoarders, and uh, yeah. I like the use of fish eye. Oh yeah, this this series is very angular. Since yeah. we were talking about that earlier. Is there some drama? Because uh, the sister, uh, she doesn't even know, like, are we really related? How are you so confident that we're related? Uh, but, yeah, it's more of a mystery. Each chapter, you learn more about the family and what they're up to. So, we recommend it if you guys want to check it out. Let me go back to the first panel right here. There we go. Little color page right there. So this came out, uh, I think it was October of this year. And I'm pretty sure, at least um, digitally, we might see a volume one. Yeah. Have you guys read this or uh, haven't uh, checked it out yet? I haven't, but I, I should get on it soon. I need to check out more of the newer titles. Um, I think there's a lot of confidence in a lot of the newer titles in the magazine because Jump, like Shueisha knows that a lot of the titles are ending. So everything that they green light has to kind of be promising. Oh, November. Wow, I was off. <laughs> yeah. Nope. You guys should do an episode where you pick a Western comic and tell us about a manga that is similar. If you enjoy Batman, you'll like X and Y. And then this responds, why not, Cleveland Brown? If you enjoy Batman, you'll like Booty Royale. It's possible. Uh, sure. I'm sure Riley um, would love to recommend that series. <laughs> we, the joke here is, Colleen, the joke here is that we've been uh, dunking on Booty Royale all week long. On Monday, uh, one of the preview segments had Booty Royale in it, and uh, Gabe, our other co-host, did not know about Booty Royale, so I was explaining what that uh, manga is and why uh, everybody's making fun of it, and <laughs> the author had to uh, forcefully retire. And then on uh, last night's show, we talked about it some more, so yeah. Just keep going. Yeah, goofs and keep the hate the hate train rolling. Booty Royale. Anyways, uh, what about you guys? Right, any did, other picks? Did you have another one that you wanted to share, Colleen? I could just rapid fire a couple. Like yes. uh, everything on here. I'll just rapid fire. Yeah. All the ones that I have on my on my stack right here. So from Square Enix, uh, My Happy Marriage. This was a really great uh, first volume to the series. It already has a light novel out. Um, also, it's getting an anime soon. And great series. I love that. Uh, no Longer Heroine. I think this also came out in like July or something. Another good shoujo series. Usatoki Roderick. Riley will back me up on that one. Great series. Um, hold on. Ladies on top. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we've shown covers to like Booty Royale 
on this show. I think we, just, we got a little, we got a little, a little boobage. Okay. So I'll just, I'll cover it a little bit. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, spicy series, 18 plus, but really good. Um, and then Yakuza Fiance or Rise, however you say, Raise, Rise, What's on and Gai. Another really good Seinen series. I am super excited that we're getting this one in English. Love that series. Nice. Those are mine. Those were a lot of good, good choices. I do back uh, pretty much everything. I didn't super. I didn't get super into my happy marriage when I read the first volume. It takes a while to get into, honestly. Um, I would say it gets a lot more interesting when it starts getting more into the like the fantasy aspect of the series because they don't really talk about it too much at first, and it's more just kind of like a Cinderella story right off the bat. Um, but it gets a lot more interesting and a lot more heartbreaking and you start to Uh-oh. feel a lot more affection for the main character as the series goes on. Well, <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, the la- I don't have any, like an actual like pick pick, but as a format, Kadansha this year, I think was really killing it with their omnibus editions. And I it's have so two uh noragami and fire force that i have with me right now um i think that they really started making a push for this format of omnis like the oversized three and ones last year i think that's when attack on titan and seven deadly sins came out was like uh seven deadly sins came out this year was it early this year early yeah okay so then it was all this year that this Mm -hmm. oversized format so those two these two number nine I think is the next one that we have coming and then cells at work is coming as well. Um, I think that's it. There might be one more that I'm missing in this format, but like I'm so distressed. I I think I've said it here before that they did not do like if they had waited just a little bit for Shaman King, it could have been in this size because the Shaman King books are the same price, but they're like standard size trim instead of the oversized like these. And that's what I love about these is like, for the most part, all of the volume, like all the series that they're doing in this format were in smaller trim size. So you're getting a larger trim size. They're well built to the point that like the spines are not like unless Ew, spine creasing. Sorry. Unless you're like break it. <laughs> like just kind like, of break. I can't read that. Like unless you're trying, you're not gonna damage these like I I'm letting it go and it's not doing anything to the spine. There's no creasing or anything, but like it, they're just well put together. They're easy to read. It's a great presentation of the artwork and they're cheap too, because these are 20 bucks. And if I'm not mistaken, each of the series that they've done this for the individual volumes are like 11 or 12 bucks each. So you're getting these significantly cheaper. These are also a great way. Like I, what I love about these is like, I've never read Noragami before. I haven't read the second one. I've read the first one and I really enjoyed it. But like, it's such a great way to get in on the ground floor on a long running series like this or like Fire Force or. And she Hayafuru in the future. Exactly. (laughs) It's the perfect uh, format to release something like that in because it, it allows you to. Well, for something that was already released in single volumes, it might be overwhelming to be like, oh, man, there's like 30 volumes plus of. Uh, Attack on Titan, there's 40 volumes plus of Seven Deadly Sins, or you know, Fire Force has 30 volumes, but the first of these just came out. So you can get in on the ground floor and not have to worry about tracking everything down and then catching up and all that jazz. 
it, it's just I that's what I really love about like these omnibus editions in in manga and that's I don't know I, I'm biased of course uh, wow. towards the omnibus but but that's like when they started doing these in oversized I was like thank you thank you so much for finally doing it in in this type of format again if I like I'm gonna be honest with y'all if they re-release Shaman King in like the same three in ones, but just oversized, I'm gonna buy it. Like I don't care. I, I I want it bigger. If it's the exact same in every way except for the size, I'm gonna spend the money on it. Like manga I, Twitter will hate that. Yeah, they will. But I'll like if I do that, I'll probably give away the old ones, like so they can't hate me forever. But I, I imagine what they'll probably if they do do a re-release of Shaman King, it'll be in whatever they're doing with uh Vinland Saga, the like hardcover release. So the uh deluxe thingamajig that they're supposed to be like berserk according to them. Yeah, the the super duper release. Mm. The super de duper Viking I think release. I think the idea of omnibus releases uh just renews interest in a series that people otherwise wouldn't pick up. Um, um and Sorry to interrupt. You can get all those omnis on uh, um, not just in stock trades, but like Walmart. Yeah, I've seen them at Walgreens and stores like that. So really accessible. The, the um, it brings a, a like anytime something gets that kind of release, it brings a sense of of importance to it, like a sense of prestige to it. So you're like, mm-hmm. you look at it, and you're typically like, I don't know. A lot of people will look at it and be like, huh. I've never read Noragami before, but if they're giving it an omnibus release, I think I'm going to give that a try. Yep. Like that, that is something that would happen though. You know, there are some where people will be like, why the hell would they give that? That kind of, that happens with Western comics as well. Why the hell would they give insert random? I, I can like off the top of my head. Uh, why would they do an omnibus for every issue that came out in August of 1963? And like not that. put out an Inhumans omnibus. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> But at least we got Gwenpool. Gwenpool's great. So Gwenpool yeah. is great. I, I love Gwenpool. I'm waiting on my copy to come in. I think it just shipped today. So I'm I'm excited. But anyway, that's another topic altogether. I just I'm really happy about uh Kadansha embracing that format and I, I hope that they continue and that they re-release more things and that as uh Colleen mentioned maybe put some long-running titles like chihayafuru or other long-running titles uh that people are wanting physically or long-running titles that were fully or partially printed previously by tokyo pop like uh rave master initial d beck uh gto these are all good uh candidates to get that kind of treatment in my in my humble opinion Nice, nice. Uh, uh, what else? Colleen, any uh, last quotes that you want to mention? Aside from the ones that you shared? Mm, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one final thing I want to do, I want to show. I don't think I showed it off on this uh, uh, channel. But I did get this year one of my mini grails, and that's the Gon box set. Uh, so this is really, really awesome. It's beat up, but I don't mind because I got it for a good price. A random eBay seller. God bless. Because for some reason, uh, Amazon Italy 
did not want to ship to my address and I didn't want to bother anybody to ship it to their address so that they could ship it to mine. Um, but I just want to point out if I can get the damn book out. There we go. How cool the art is. Even though this came out ages ago, it's still really, really fun. Uh, I mean, look at that guy. Just chomping away. And if you're like me, you might be familiar with the character from Tekken. Tekken, yes. <laughs> Look at that. Against uh, he's he's riding a lion. Okay, you you can't see it very well, but that is amazing. And the series is without any dialogue, so yeah, so you can read it. Uh, you can buy it from any anywhere. Yeah, this is the Italian edition specifically. And it's you can buy and enjoy it even if you're not, uh, you don't speak the Italian. Look at that, he's so happy. I love him, but he's also very stern on the other side. What was that? Sorry, he's all, he's very happy, but he was very stern in the other picture. Oh, of course, like save the world and stuff. Dimensions of yeah. Gone. Yep. So this is my favorite Gone in manga, not the other Gone from uh, Hunter Hunter. Sorry. Oh, uh, not even when he goes Super Saiyan. No, at least this guy's cuter. <laughs> and uh, can't play as as gone freaks in Tekken. Nope, you cannot. Never read it, but a YouTuber I watch showed off that concept. Nice. I have it was a only like 40 50 bucks, something like that. So it's it's a good price. That's really good because I I have a few of the old like Pantheon volumes, and I think it's. I have like three out of seven, and the other ones are super hard to find and expensive. So, didn't the Kodansha have that at one point? And they're all super rare as well. Yeah, but the the Pantheon release is a larger trim. So I was, and I found a few of them um, in LA for like two bucks a piece. So I jumped on them. So lucky. I was. Look at that. He's fishing. Sort of. Look at that cat. Super mean. Highly recommend it. And uh, the last thing I wanted to show off, even though it's, it didn't came out in uh, 2022, or at least this volume. I think this was at the end of last year. Uh, this particular volume of Call of the Night, Volume 4, is my favorite because before this... Oh, I'm super out of focus. Hang on. <laughs> there we go. Before this, you thought the series was one thing and then it becomes another. And I really enjoyed that. So uh, I'm not a fan of vampire stories in any format, but I really enjoyed this. And uh, the fact that they introduced scarier elements and uh, vampire hunters, if you will, was really surprising. And I really enjoyed it and made me like this series a lot more. So, yeah. That's all I got. Yay. Uh on the Inhumans Omnibus campaign, <clears throat> sorry, it was nice to see Geo get Inhumans Omnibus during Omar's favorite comic reads of 2022. Yeah, uh, I I, did, I had no uh, say in that. Originally, I was going to film my uh, 30, like, I think it was two minutes, uh, two minute clip, and I was going to put my Inhumans books behind me, as sort of a gag, but I completely forgot. I, I recorded that at like, three in the morning because I couldn't sleep. And um, uh, Omar was the one that put the caption, uh, get Inhumans 
Omnibus for Gia or whatever. Uh, so that was really cool. So go check that out on uh, on uh, Near Men Condition. I, I was in New York and I couldn't get the video out. I was bummed I out that you were not there. You were the only one missing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I yeah, and I I, I would have put something together for it, but I just I was not available. Speaking of available, a lot of books that we talked about tonight, they will be available at our sponsor's website. That's instocktrades.com. Your home for all things collected editions. You can get your omnibus, hardcovers, trade paperbacks, manga, box sets, all that, and so much more for deals up to 50% off. Loyalty discounts up on an extra 2% to that. And if you order, uh, if you place an order of $50 or more, you get free shipping. Fantastic customer service and wonderful packaging. That's InStockTrades.com, the official sponsor of Omnibus Live here on the Omnibus Collectors Network. Shout out to IST and thank you, InStockTrades, for sponsoring Omnibus for another year. That is fantastic. We love working with them. Uh, I, I genuinely love uh, doing the sponsor plugs. I love IST. We've been using them uh, since, uh, for me at least, since 2000. 16, I think, was my first order. And, uh, yeah, that's my go-to place uh, to get all the uh, cool comics and manga and all that fun stuff. So, shout out to, to IST. You're up to my water. Yeah, I was like, what, what happened is there? going I on thought, over I, there? I, I, yeah, I had to keep it together for the sponsor read, but I was concerned. What happened? I hit my water with my knee, and it, it spilled all over my floor. Oh. Can you imagine if you had all the books, if you had set the books there? And, yeah, I didn't have anything on the ground, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> what a way to end 2022. Hell yeah. Except At least I'm not. Water. Hey, watery books is one thing, but I'm not getting arrested because of a pizza box. So <laughs> there you go. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I just got to. It didn't hit. It even hit carpet. So it's it's literally just cleaning up a wood floor. Uh, see, Gia Omar don't hate the Inhumans after all. I don't know about that. I I'm hoping that like if David Gabriel thought that my idea of doing Howard the Duck by Chip Starsky was a good idea, I don't know why he wouldn't think that something Inhumans is good. But, like, Sigil is getting an omnibus. Why? Why aren't the Inhumans getting an omnibus before that? For Before which one? Sigil. Sigil? Is oh, it Sigil? Yeah. Sigil, what the hell? which is, if, if I'm not mistaken, like, those cross-gen titles were never even completed. Exactly. That's getting an omnibus release, a premium release. And the Inhumans, I've heard the argument, oh, nobody likes them. They're too niche. No, no. Come on now. Let's that, stop with that nonsense. Gio, me and you, we, we have those those niche series that apparently no one wants, but... <laughs> the people want them. But the people want them. The people yep. are demanding it. Uh, Warren says he'd love a Rave Master Omnibus, but I doubt it will ever happen. Hey, never say never. It could. Given how popular to it, and they want to collect that series now. So, given how popular Hiro Mashima is, yeah. and like all of his works, I, I don't think it's impossible. 
Eden's I think Eden Zero sells okay. So I don't know. I could see him putting that out. Um, Not my Tokyo Pop prints. So one way or the other. Yeah, you're good. I'm good. I just would like to see other people be able to prosper as I do. So we got a couple minutes, uh, six minutes before we wrap up. Any anything you guys want to add uh, for uh, 2022? What you're expecting for 2023? Something like that. I'm expecting um, to less water on my floor. <laughs> this is the second time that I've done it in the past like two months. Oh my god! You gotta stop spinning in your chair, right? The first time I it wasn't because of that. It was I had a desk and I like put my computer and I I pushed the computer a little bit and the the water was behind it and I didn't realize it so that the water fell off of the desk. So yeah, look at that. Look at that guy. Love that guy. He's inside a shark. You can't get that in another manga. Come on now. Not even um, in Dinosaur Sanctuary. No, no, no. <laughs> and like the art on this thing is insane. The amount of detail and all that. Tonight's the night that Geo made sure everyone knows how much he loves dinosaurs. It's That's dino right. Day. I forgot. Yeah, we talked about dinosaurs earlier. Uh, look, one final image. Look at that guy. He's so happy. God bless him. Love going. I decided uh, this will be something that I can share a little bit better next week, probably. But. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't get any like gifts for Christmas. I get clothes. Like I got undies and socks and undershirts and stuff. Um, but I got money. Like my family gave me money and I've decided to be uh, dumb and spend it on trying to get every Adult Swim series that was released on DVD. So I'll be able to share that a little bit better next week. Yeah. Looking forward to that all. But, uh, I have a few of them. Uh, C Lab 2021. Oh my one. God, C Lab. I haven't heard that in ages. Wow. Frisky Dingo Volume 1. They're all on DVD? Not, yeah. No Blu rays? Uh, they didn't do many on Blu ray, but I did get a few. Uh, Titan later. Maximum is great. Super Titan underrated. Maximum. Uh, I got Home Movies Volume 4 came in. Nice. And here's two of the seasons for Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. So if I make a movie channel, I'll have you on as a as a guest co-host. And we can talk about that stuff. But next week I should have like 20 more of those to show. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh well, uh we're gonna wrap it up. We're good. I think we're good. Okay. Uh with that, thank you everybody for a wonderful 2022. Uh thank you to Colleen for joining us. Of course. As uh, the third member of this awesome manga show. Uh, the best manga podcast on YouTube. I don't care what anybody else says. It's the best one. We're, we're done. Um, we're so not thank you so much. Thank you to Riley's uh, Karibo, Pride Karibo. That's great. There you go. Oh, <laughs> little you. gay Karibo. <laughs> yeah. 
I found the, the normal, the, I didn't know they made a normal one because uh, he wasn't available on right stuff, but I went on Google or Amazon and they have the brown one. So I need to get this guy, get his, uh, his supportive ally brother. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh said gay rights. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I saw this one and I was like, when I, I was like, I want a Karibo because I, I was looking for a statue and I was like, a plush will do. <laughs> yeah, the plush they have is the the rainbow one. Let's go for it. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you to the chat as always. You guys are wonderful. Uh, it's kind of weird that this is the final show of the year, but um, next week, 2023, new goals for everybody, and hopefully we can make more uh, cool content for you guys. So hope you stick around for another uh, 52 weeks of shows. That's gonna be a long marathon. Uh, go check out our sponsor, hit the like button, subscribe, share the video, all that fun stuff. Also, we did the Omnis yesterday. I was uh, I cameoed in that. I wasn't supposed to be on, but if you want to check that out, the best uh, collected editions of 2022, we'd appreciate it. So thank you to everybody here. We're good. We're good to go. Colleen, where can people find you when you're not here with us on the internet? You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at Colleen's Manga Rex and Twitter at Manga underscore Nostalgic. Hell yeah. Willie Dustus. I mean, Omnibus Collective. <laughs> uh, uh, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok at The Omnibus Collector and Twitter at Omni Collector. I had a little bit of a hit tweet today where I mentioned borders, books, and music. So <laughs> go follow his Twitter for that hit tweet. Yeah, you gotta see me. <laughs> he went viral earlier. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, you can find my channel. That's a week in geekdom where I talk about anime and manga. I just put out my top ten manga that I got in uh, 2022. And I'm almost ready. Uh, I'm still writing the damn script for my top anime of 2022. But that'll come out tomorrow, hopefully. So thank you, everybody. Stay safe. Catch you on the next stream next year. Happy New Year. Happy uh, whatever. <laughs> Happy whatever. Happy whatever. <laughs> Happy Borders, Books, and Music.